The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Join now and mybookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only app that puts all the knowledge you need to make smart bets in the palm of your hand. Access line movement and public betting trends in real time and track your picks by using their My Picks feature. So head over to betql.co where you can download it for free. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark provides you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with data-driven editorial content. So make sure you follow Oddshark on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. Hey guys, this is your weekend edition of World Cup 247. I'm your host, Billy, and I'm joined by my co-host for the weekend edition of World Cup 247, Mr. Shiraz Baziko. Hey. So how have you been doing now with the World Cup in the in the last week or so? Um, it's all right. First round of games were, um, were okay. Um, I think apart from the obvious kind of upsets, um, yeah, things started kind of panning out. I've got a few actual correct results. I think Uruguay and uh, um, Sweden, South Korea and the Costa Rica, Serbia game got the actually correct results. Um, other than that, it was about 60% correct since the second round has started. I think I've been doing better with the results overall. Um, I think Russia, Uruguay, Portugal, Spain, France, I know they're all bankers, but they've all kind of come in uh, over the last week, which is good. There's been less upsets. Uh, and apart, I know apart from Russia, um, all of them have been quite tight. Um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been much uh, it's been better. At least they've actually come in. You know, there's been less of those less kind of upsets and stuff. Um, I was actually found myself rooting, even though I was betting against them for Iran and Peru. Um, randomly, I just I just thought that they were actually really good enough. I've actually seen, obviously, but well, you've probably noticed it as well. Some of the kind of underdogs are really. You know, they're, they're outperforming the bigger teams. Whether there's like kind of more heart or more enthusiasm in it, I think that's what's kind of created some of these upsets. It's not necessarily that you know Germany or Brazil or Argentina have been playing terribly. I think the other teams have just been playing. You know, probably well, Argentina were terrible today. Well, yeah, well today they were, uh, but I think last week they weren't. They weren't. They weren't that bad. They weren't. They weren't bad enough that you you would you would have said that you know. Um, they look like the same kind of level of team as Iceland. I think Iceland played particularly well as they did, obviously, in the Euros and obviously, you know, in, in some of the build-up as well, kind of getting here. I don't think Iceland were terrible and Argentina were just as terrible. I think that Argentina were a little bit worse than normal, but Iceland played better than, you know, people expected them to. Yeah, I'm sitting at 21-9. and nine. Um, I've had a 100% day... A couple of days ago, uh, landing in a landing a parlay with uh, Portugal, Spain, and Uruguay, um, 
had a mixed day today, a 50-50 day, but my two unit, my biggest play was going on Croatia plus one. Uh, I did tell people that they could go for the money line. I wasn't giving it out, but I'd said that it would be worth putting some money on. So that cashed at three to one. Overall, Croatia were my pick to win this group as an upset and Senegal were my upset qualifier. So that all looks good. Um, my only danger of anything going wrong in the group bets is if Germany don't qualify. Uh, but then again, I've already landed money on um, dual forecasts for Uruguay and Russia to qualify. And um, hopefully Spain and um, Portugal do the same. Uh, need France and Brazil to be group winners. Didn't pick Germany as a group winner. Just just thought they might be someone to add for qualification purposes and for a team to be in the quarterfinals at some point. But um, yeah, didn't see that loss coming. I think that's been the big upset of the week people will point to this Argentina result just because it's a complete annihilation whereas I thought Germany was a bigger upset because for Mexico to completely shut them down like that Argentina didn't look like they could uh, sorry Germany didn't look like they could score a goal and I knew they were defensively bad and if they were going to lose to Mexico I was expecting it to possibly be some kind of shootout where the defense looked bad and where their keeper would look um, dodgy because he hasn't played for nearly a year but it was, yeah, but it wasn't like that at all. It was just, they just didn't look like they knew what they were doing. I've never seen a German team just have no attacking threat at all. And we're going to cover them. I agree with that partly, but you know, they had about 26 shots, nine shots on target and they had 67% of the possession. I'm just grabbing the stats up here. So they didn't look like scoring, did they? Well, no, like the chance when they actually came, the chances were kind of, you know, a shot from kind of like the edge of the box or outside of the box. It wasn't a, yeah, a clear-cut chance. They weren't breaking people down. And, you know, there wasn't like a, an abundance of one-on-ones, for example, which you can pin to like Werner not scoring. Uh, but I think it was, uh, I, I do think they were, you know, still, they still look like a, a decent team. That's what I've, I've, I've got, um, kind of like in my notes, one of the things to talk about on that was that, I didn't think. I don't think you can read too much into that result. I don't think you know Germany were were terrible. I think it was. Um, yeah, I think whether they've come in kind of like overconfident, uh, based on like the kind of like the group they've got. They thought they're going to kind of like walk it, and they've been a bit blasé or taking people for granted. I think it could be more that, and I think you probably see a uh, a German team come out in the second round of games this weekend, you know, absolutely on fire, needing a lot with a point to prove. And I don't think it's going to be much of a different performance that you saw against Mexico. I just think. It's it's going to be maybe more um, more compelling when they actually get in front of goal. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence a little bit about what to take from that Germany performance in the first round. I, I think when we when we talk about them, I'll give my views uh, because I feel quite differently to you. But we we'll be there in no time because there's a whole load of um, nothing games coming up on this second round of of matches. Um, some missable ones coming, but then it really starts to get good. Um, to, to, tomorrow, uh, because of um, this, because of that Germany game, which is probably most important game of the of the lot, and then obviously for us is the England game as well. But um, starts with an important game tomorrow: Brazil, Costa Rica. Neymar is going to make it apparently. Um, Brazil are two to nine. Costa Rica are eighteen to one. Uh, Eleven to two to draw. Um, what have you picked out for this? 
Uh, look, I, th- I, th- I think Brazil have got a win, really, haven't they? I, th- I think I don't think they were terrible against the Swiss. You know, people underestimate the Swiss. They're, they're a decent team. They wouldn't be six in the rankings if they weren't a decent team. Um, I've got Brazil to win in any case. I've got two nil. Um, I think Costa Rica looked uh, okay, um, but I think I think Brazil are just going to outcast them. You know, I think they're going to be it's going to be a better team. I, w- I wasn't sure about Neymar, but I think at the end of the day, does it really matter if he plays or not? And I think with the the depth in the squad and even in the starting eleven without Neymar, they're a team that should be taking a team like Costa Rica apart. And I think that is going to happen. I think it needs to happen. I think they're one of the favourites of the tournament, and I think they're going to. You know, I don't think it's a case of they'll need to bounce back because of a disappointing first game. I think that you know, a result against Switzerland is not bad. It wasn't like it wasn't shocking, like you know, a Germany loss to Mexico. It was just all oh, right. Okay, this has got a point. Do you know what I mean? So I, th- I think that. They're not going to have like a, a knocked confidence or anything, but I do think they're going to have the pressure of needing to uh, yeah, get the full three points this time around. And I think they'll do it in quite a compelling fashion. It'd be interesting to see if there's a winner in the other game, because if there isn't, then Brazil could go into the last game just needing a draw to win this group, which will be really odd after all the criticism they got, because there's a scenario here where Serbia and Switzerland draw against each other and then Switzerland beat Costa Rica, and then everyone in the group is beating Costa Rica, and it just comes down to the goal difference. And yeah. um, Serbia only posted a 1-0 win against Costa Rica. So I do think Brazil would need some goals here. And if they do win con- convincingly, they should be through if they avoid defeat against Serbia. But obviously, they'll be looking to win the group. Uh, I've just gone for Brazil to nil at 4-6. to six. It was a good bet for me a couple of days ago. Um, there do seem to be a lot of 1-0s about. I'm more comfortable taking a team to not concede a goal than I am for a team to win by two goals. There really hasn't been many drubbings in this World Cup and uh, apart from today and some of the Russia games. But even today, I think Croatia were content for 1-0 and Argentina just coming forward allowed themselves to get hit like that. So I think Brazil to nil, um, but don't be too scared of the handicap in this game because Costa Rica aren't really that great. Uh, there's not too much to add to that one other than it's just Brazil playing. So obviously that's going to attract a lot more attention uh, this other game now the second game becomes more important after today's game because it's Nigeria versus Iceland Nigeria are very actually Iceland are the favourites at 9-5 to five. Um, Nigeria 15-8 to eight. the draw is 2-1 to one. so basically here if Iceland win Argentina are pretty much out of the World Cup because Croatia and Iceland are just going to play out a draw and they're not officially out but we know that Croatia and Iceland are going to play out a draw. There's no, there's no point doing anything else. Um, what Argentina really need here is, is a Nigeria win, and then it will come down to a, pretty much a playoff between Argentina and Nigeria, I would say, uh, in the final game. But this game's become a lot more important now. Yeah, I think... Uh, <laughs> It's one that I'm kind of staying. Uh, well, I'd, I'd stay clear of actually put, putting my own money on the line, just because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things we don't know, and it is important. And you don't know how people are going to kind of come out in one of those games. You know, they're basically um, yeah, even Nigeria uh, are 
Um, not necessarily like playing the standings. Obviously, they've got they've got a point on the board, haven't they? Um, no, they they haven't. They lost two. They they lost two. Oh yeah, so they lost two. I I got a point on the board. Nigeria need a point. So obviously, the next game is going to be Argentina, which I know is obviously that's fundamentally the one that's going to put them out. This is their only real chance to, in there, you know, based on what we expect to happen um, for where they can get points. And if they've got that, then they'll go into the last game, obviously playing for something. Um, I I don't think they. I think they look okay against Croatia. Uh, but obviously it wasn't didn't create kind of like too much but obviously there's still that lingering um, kind of like a feeling that this is the best team Nigeria have had and they need to kind of like deliver at some point Iceland on the other hand uh, I think it was hard to judge because as you said you said Argentina were you know they've just been really bad um, I don't think they I don't think I think that's taking stuff away from Iceland a little bit I think Iceland did look good but you're right it is it is hard to judge because the yardstick that we're putting them up against is you know it's very much kind of it was just disappointing really isn't it you know you can't you can't really say oh you know if they've got a draw against uh, an Argentina side then that, that must mean that they're playing well or they're doing something right because that team is obviously by no means the Argentina that we know so yeah I'm, I'm kind of staying clear because I think it could go either way um, I think the draw is very possible if I had to choose one or the other, I'm edging towards Iceland. Um, but, I've, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I find that one very hard to call. I'm edging towards Nigeria, but I wouldn't be surprised if they play out a draw. Um, I think just covering these games collectively, just because I feel that, that's, that, they, that, that's, that they're going to be similar looking games. I think either Serbia versus Switzerland or Nigeria versus Iceland is going to be a draw uh, it's it's games that both teams can't really lose in both scenarios I think not, Nigeria out of the four will need to win the most but I think both games are, are under two and a half goals like guaranteed I think we could see our first nil-nil as well among any one of these two games um, Nigeria versus Iceland I think is more likely to have goals that, that could be a 1-1 potentially or a 1-0 Nigeria but um, or 1-0 Iceland but the other game has definite nil-nil potential because they've both come into this game one's taken a point against Brazil one's already got its win against Costa Rica and uh I would think that Switzerland would be fine with another draw here and then just seeing what they can do against Costa Rica and Serbia in a weird way even though they come into this game top of the group I don't think they've really done enough against Costa Rica to guarantee themselves through with Brazil coming up on the horizon I think they would chase this game a bit more um, yeah I just think that that looks that both games look like a draw and both look like under two and a half games I don't know if you've got a different view on Serbia versus Switzerland but they're, no. both, they're both very defensive teams No I've, I've, I've got the exact same view so I've, I've got you know Serbia weren't bad in the first game but they weren't amazing it was nothing like you went away going oh yeah they look good they could be a threat I just thought they looked you know just okay a team that got a result um, I think the Swiss looked a lot uh, looked better um, I wouldn't be surprised if Serbia got a point um, but I, I don't think that will happen but it could happen Um what I can see and there's some kind of like I don't know outside bets which you know I know you not you know, really put on but I've got I've, I think it's worth it there's a booking points bet here you know I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of aggression in both these teams it showed in the first game I think there was five yellows between them in the first round of games so over like a 40 or 50 booking points uh, I think is a uh, an interesting bet I don't know what the odds are on it I haven't had a look yet but um, there's just something I noted um 
yeah, so five to six, I think, yellow cards at least is what we kind of probably look at. I've got 1-0 Switzerland as a result if I was to choose one, and I've got under two and a half goals as well. So there's a different, there's a few different things. I'm going to have a little bit more research on see what I get the best odds on. But I think those are the those are the three things that I was looking at. Booking points, uh, if it was a result, 1-0 Switzerland, under two and a half goals, probably. Well, they've, set, oh, it's, it's, they've set the cards on this really low, so I think that would be a good bet. It's, it's 10 to 11 on um, over three and a half cards and obviously as you know um, if you end up getting a red card it counts as two yeah, you've done already, you? it counts as well no it's two and a half cards oh I thought I thought I thought it's uh, 30 points or 40 points or something it's, was 20, the, um... it's 25 points but uh, I mean this isn't a points one so I don't know if bet three six five are going to get too technical about specific colours of cards but but yeah, I would think they probably wouldn't. And I would think that uh, one red, one yellow would, would win that bet for you. So yeah, I mean, I think that will be a dirty game. So I do I do think there's definitely going to be over four cards there. I think that that is decent bet that's been picked out. That could be like that could be free money. Maybe keep that in your mind when we do lock lock dog parlay later on. Um but there's there's other here there's others here. As we move on to Saturday, we've got England's group starting um Belgium versus Tunisia. Uh Belgium are one to three to win this game. Um, did, did you see any other result other than Belgium just winning this game? Ten to one, Tunisia. Uh, no, I don't. I've got I've got Belgium all day. Um, I think I think it's going to be interesting how much better they do than England did against Tunisia. You know, Tunisia aren't a they're not a terrible side. Like people forget, they are the highest ranking African team, aren't they? And they're in the FIFA ranking. Yeah. By the way, I don't know how they actually worked that out, but you know, it's not it's it's, it's a decent enough stat to kind of you know when you're putting them against your Nigerians and whatever else, how they you know stack up in Africa. But at the same time, I think you know Belgium only really came out like you know in the second half. That's when. That's when it hit their stride. If they start the game uh, this time out like they finished the last one. You know, they we could see another three 0 You know, and it wouldn't surprise me. I think it could be a, it could be that level of kind of convincing. Um, alternatively, they could start slow again, as they you know kind of notoriously do, um, and get a couple of goals in the second half and follow a very similar suit to happen in Panama. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's I think it's a Belgian win. I don't think there's any other question on it. Yeah, I think this could have the makings of a 1-0 or a 2-0. I think that Belgium's, sorry, Tunisia's tactics were thrown out of the way when Harry Kane scored so early and then they were forced to attack in which they were able to get a penalty. Then we kind of saw more of what Tunisia's game plan was because they started very poorly, which made it look like England started very well with Lingard and Sterling and, and all those guys having chances at the beginning. And there really wasn't too much that in the second half. The second half highlights were pretty were pretty sparse um, other than the Harry Kane winner there was one chance for Lingard but um, but yeah I, I think that we would see them coming to this more organised and not be so nervous and not get hit by the fast England start that they had and um, might be able to contain Belgium and Belgium are slow starters as well uh, as we saw in the last game so yeah I think very similar similarities from from both parts of the last game, whereas Tunisia contained England after the goal from 11 minutes to 91 minutes. Uh, they contained England quite well. And then Belgium uh, started slow themselves. So a combination of that could end up with one or two nil. So I'm just going Belgium to nil at even money. 
Would you would you think about your standard kind of like Man United bet, which is you know your draw half time, win second half type thing based on those stat, based on those things? Maybe, but I mean Belgium could break through late in the late in a half. We have seen some of that. Uh, I had a game earlier on in the week that was under two and a half goals, and I basically went through my phone and 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 put the um, and put the winnings in because I I, I do a profit loss um, monitor, monitoring on my phone. And I already entered the winnings in for Russia Egypt to be under two and a half goals, and it just came to life. And there were four goals in that game, so you just you just don't know. Um, I would be more comfortable with it if um, if Belgium going going at half time um, nil nil. If I was going to bet on under two and a half goals or anything like that, I don't think under under two and a half goals is, is a bad bet. But um, if Belgium score too early, then they'll beat these easily because there is potential there to beat them easily. When they come out, um, we don't know what the England game would have been if Tunisia had come out and not got a penalty. They could have come out and left massive gaps, and Sterling and Lingard and and those type of pacey players could have could have destroyed them. I thought England were looking good for a three or four nil win at one point, but it didn't happen because they conceded such a stupid penalty. Um, but at the same time, in that game, the, the, Tunisia got away with not conceding a lot of penalties. That was one of the games picked up on VAR where a lot of people said England were unlucky not to get penalties. I think if the referees look at that and Tunisia end up defending like that as well, there will be a penalty against Lukaku. And talking about the penalties as well, penalty prices have gone down from round about 4-1, to 4-5-1 to five to one a game that are now only down to depending on the teams at five to two or three to one, but there's still value in it because to win money, you only need, you only need a penalty every three games. And I certainly think that there's more than that being given out. There's certainly more. I mean, today there was only one across the three games, but that's a rare day where we've only seen one penalty. Yeah, the stats were like there was uh, something like seven in the first twelve games, or seven in the first eleven games, or something. I'm sure it was, uh, and that's when I, I think that's when I took I took it on the England game. I got it at five to two. Um, yeah, I think I shared that with you, didn't I? And I thought I thought that was that was going to be a good bet, and that was just as they had started slicing the prices. The thing is, is that we've always seen on TV replays that a lot of decisions where they say oh, it could be given, it couldn't, be, you know, you could give it, you could not give it, you can't really argue. There it was, it's always been decisions like that. But it seems like with this VAR thing, it's a case of if it comes down to give it or not give it, they just give it because there's, there's always a reason to give it. And they seem to find that reason and they seem to be giving all of them. Um, I think because it's a big decision, I think when it was just the referee making making it, uh, it was very easy to say, do you know what, it's too big, I can't, you know, I can, uh, and, and it's kind of on the borderline, I'm not going to do it. Now, you know, when they can actually get that evidence, the slightest inkling of a penalty is what they're giving. If it's a slight touch, if contact is there whatsoever, which you can't see in real time, which is all they've ever dealt with, now you can obviously see the tiniest, slightest bit of contact, it constitutes a penalty, it constitutes a foul. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of things over the years would have been given um, had the system been in place and I think it's obviously um, I, I, I don't know if I like it uh, because of that I, I, I like the benefit of that but, or, you know the, uh, it kind of going with the um, with the defender a little bit because I think it can be a little bit silly I think people can manipulate they can play for that bit of contact a bit more as you know strikers have been have been doing uh, yeah in this tournament you know if they they know that they can they can draw those penalty decisions out of people now even if it's slightly contentious they'll get they'll get it 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind it so much, especially if it goes in the favour of something that I that I've bet on. I do think it's added more excitement to it. Um, I mean, without these penalties, we would be looking at a very low scoring tournament as well. That's the other thing. The defences have been on top anyway. Um, South Korea versus Mexico's next. South Korea nineteen to four, eleven to four. The draw seven to ten. Mexico. This is really straightforward for me. I think Mexico just go on and win, and then we'll just need a draw in the last game. I don't think that. Um, like like I picked Sweden and like I picked under two and a half goals. I think something similar here. Um, I mean, South Korea could score. I mean, Mexico's defence just were unbelievable against Germany or Germany were also short of ideas at the same time. But I don't know, this looks really straightforward. Coming off the back of a win against Germany, getting Mexico at 7 to 10 seems like a straightforward bet for me. Yeah, I think they're going to be full of confidence, but I don't. Uh, I don't think we could like discount South Korea. You know, it was a, it was a tough four game. They lost to a penalty at the end of the day. You know, one of those things you're talking about. Obviously, it wasn't contentious. It would have. I think I know they went to the camera for it. They went to the VAR system on it, but you know, it was very. It was an obvious penalty. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was it was a good game. So I think that this is going to be. I think this is going to be tight. I think the Mexico off the back of the Germany game, like any of these situations, can go either way. It can go to the heads, and they can think they're invincible, and it will cost them or they can just play with a lot of flair and confidence off the back of a good victory. You know, you don't really know how that's going to go. Same with South Korea. They can come off that loss feeling really dejected and, you know, like they, they didn't deserve to lose and it can be really negative or they can come out fighting and think they really should have got something out of that game. So now they're going to get something out of this one. This is obviously, uh, you know, mental kind of... Um, yeah, kind of thoughts of being the players might have as opposed to anything kind of factual um, in terms of like stats wise and what actually happened you're right they were both low scoring games there weren't there wasn't that much created in terms of like chances in those games but either of these teams really you know as we looked at the shots that Germany did have the abundance of the possession and kind of what was going on in that game but it's, it's Germany at the end of the day I don't see it being high scoring I, I, I can see a one all I can see both teams scoring I can also see Mexico edging it. So like a Mexico plus one bet would cover the draw and obviously them winning and obviously how tight that's going to be. I know obviously that's you know significantly bringing the odds down, but that in an accumulate with something else similar, I think is what I might do with this game. Um, or I might just hang my hat on the one-all. Mexico getting anything out of this game will put Germany in big trouble because um, it will make the Germany game a must-win. And here's why. If Sweden, if, if Mexico win or draw, and Sweden get a draw against Germany. It's going to put Sweden on four points. It's going to put Mexico on four points. It's going to mean Germany can get a maximum of four points. Meaning that Sweden and Mexico will play out. Will, will, play, will play out the draw, and they'll finish on five points, and they will eliminate Germany. That's why this is the most must-win game and the most important game over the weekend. What's your thoughts on this? I'm going to give mine out straight away. Um, under two and a half goals is the bet for me. Uh, if Germany do win this game, they're going to have to break through a Swedish defence that are going to come for the nil-nil that knocked Italy out of the World Cup before it even started. That, that's that's pretty much how I see it. And and that's even money uh, for under two and a half goals in this game. And I'm not really willing to bet on anything else. Do you know what I... Um, again, I don't think it's going to be particularly high score. I think so obviously let Germany... You, let me will, give you the odds. It's Germany 1-2, to two, um, 15-4 to four and 7-1 to one Sweden. Sorry, go on. No, so I was going to say, you know, you can't you can't ever underestimate, you know, a German side that, you know, they've, they've, they've 
been in positions like this before um, where they haven't necessarily started so so strongly but they they're, they're, they're Germany at the end of the day you know they've got that kind of like that that history that heritage that kind of track record of of winning you know they're, they're a winning team and I think it's, it's the same with them if, if they if they got a draw against Sweden and Sweden did you know part of the bus as it were and um Played for that kind of result, um, you know, it's gonna. It will be very hard to break them down. But if anyone can do it, it will be someone like a, it will be a Germany or it be a Spain or whatever else. It'll be one of the big teams that could do it. If Germany turned uh, and did break them down, Sweden would have to come then and attack for that point. It could leave them very much open, and it could turn into a three-four nil for Germany. I don't think it will do, but you know, every, every chance happens that like, that could happen. You know, Sweden know they if they're playing to get that point. If Germany do get a goal, they do get an early goal, it's going to be uh, potentially like a very much end-to-end game. If that happens, the quality Germany have got will be the ones that are creating chances on the counter and it could be it could be all over. I've, I've got Germany to win this. I haven't got a result in there. I think they need to. I, I don't see Germany going out in the group stages. Um, I think that's very, very, very unlikely. I just think there's too much quality in their team and I don't think they are an Argentina uh, that actually like deserves to based on playing terribly I think that they they weren't bad against Mexico they just weren't Germany you know they just weren't themselves so I don't see them going out um, I think them, they will bounce back from that result and they will get something in uh, in this game and I think what they're going to get is a win and that, that's as much as I've got um, so I'd probably just back them straight out to win yeah, it'll be interesting because I, I think Germany will win this game 1-0. Uh, I think it will take them a while to break through, but I do think they'll win this game 1-0. And then it'll be interesting because it'll come down to the South Korea games. If Germany were to beat Sweden and then Sweden were to beat Mexico, they would then all be and they would all be on, on six points, basically. So that that would be that would make things very interesting. And you could have a scenario where Germany win the group because I would think in that scenario, when South Korea are actually out of the tournament after after two losses, if this actually happens, then you could see Germany actually trounce them. But there's loads of ways this can go, but it's just really important for Germany to win because anything less, I think, is going to pretty much... Be, yeah, they're not going to get another chance like Argentina because despite what Argentina looking as bad as they did today, there's still a very clear path for them to get through and it will just basically involve anything that doesn't see Iceland winning tomorrow will keep the door wide open for Argentina on to Sunday uh, oh, just on to the Germany thing it'll be very interesting now uh, to see how, what the country are making of Leroy Sane because a lot of people are not happy that he didn't go and you've got you've got Royce there who hasn't had a great season for Dortmund you've got Draxler hasn't even paid for PSG Muller who's dropped right off the market from one of the world class players that all the clubs were looking at it's just kind of a fringe player for Bayern Munich Ozil hasn't turned up for years and these are the players that he took instead of Sane I don't know there's going to be a lot of shit on the, on Lowe's back he could actually get sacked from the job that he could, probably could have had for life because it's not acceptable for Germany to go out in qualification so moving yeah, on yeah I, yeah and I was just going to say on that I think there's a real there was a real in, in the first game one thing I did notice that there's a those big characters of you know yesteryear that Germany have kind of got in there it did feel like a, there was parts of watching the play where it felt like an older game obviously I know this they're not old players you know they're all still like late 20s or whatever the, the group that came through you know with the, the Ozils and Mullers and um, 
uh, yeah, as you said, like the Royces and even Gotzers and people that weren't there. When that kind of like generation came through, the team that won the World Cup. Now looking at them, they, you know, it, it seemed like kind of like classic characters. They seemed like they were they were kind of all over the place. But, you know, the goal that has actually scored it was Ozil in a in a right back position. That you know, the, the, when, the, when the Mexico player cut inside and scored that goal, well out of position. He was in the box, not really knowing what he's doing. You know, not not defending properly. You know, it just seemed like the whole everything that was kind of happening that day was a bit kind of calamitous and even when they were attacking as you said there was nothing kind of like clear cut created it was from outside of the box and it was your Draxlers and it was your Royces and it was your you know whoever else is taking these kind of like efforts from around the edge of the box as opposed to um, cutting in it was it was Muller wasn't it that was the lone striker they played in the last World Cup and obviously now it's Werner playing that role and Muller's kind of sat back a bit into the midfield um, it just yeah it just didn't feel like the same scene but I, I just think there's so, there is so much quality there if they do gel and the spark does come alive you can't discount them at any point can you no, like you just get a goal from from anything, and that's what that's what I feel will happen. A, a deflection, a corner, a penalty, whatever it'll be. I just think they'll win this game one 0 and that's six to one. That at that price, um, England versus Panama. England one to four. Um, the draw is eleven to two. Panama eighteen to one. I just think they again. This is straightforward for me. England England win the game. Uh, they don't concede a goal. Uh, they play some players that they didn't play in the last game. Uh, Loftus-Cheek's going to come in for Deli Alley. I think Rashford's going to start for Sterling. Uh, but at 4-7, to, four to, four to uh, let's see if I find anything better than that, hopefully somewhere else. 8-13, to 13, I think, is the best. Can't get it quite to minus 150, 4-6. But, yeah, still fine. England, England without conceding. Uh, expecting a comfortable win here, 2-0 maybe. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think I can ever bet on an England to nil um, because they just, you know, we, we've grown up with them. I think they, they just can see goals, don't they? You know, from out of nowhere, like like we say, Germany can get a goal from anywhere. England just always seem to concede one out of somewhere. Uh, and against whoever the team is, you know, I don't think they're renowned for clean sheets, are they? Um, especially in these tournaments. As obviously, even Tunisia you saw the other day, it's a, it's a penalty or something happens. And, you know, whether they just like to keep us, the uh, English public, on, on the edge of our seats every time we're watching them play in these tournaments, I just always feel like it's uh, it's not so clear-cut as a 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 win. But um, I do think in this, in this case, in this game, England will win and they will win relatively convincingly. I don't know if it will be a 2-0. Um, but uh, I, I don't think there's any other result. I think you're 100% right. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they had some good record in, in in qualifying for clean sheets, but whatnot. But those those games are not tournament games, so that that could make the difference. But I think if, they, if they're going to keep a clean sheet anywhere or be against Panama, I, just, I don't think Panama have much threat. They didn't offer anything against Belgium. Obviously, Belgium is slightly better than England, but we'll find out going into the last game. The thing is here is that finishing second really, really does open it up for you um, because um, you're now going into the half of the draw where there's no teams. England's path could be Senegal and then it could be Mexico or Switzerland or Serbia, providing Germany, uh, providing they do finish runners-up and Germany don't make some phenomenal comeback in that group. So I fancy England against Senegal. I fancy England against Mexico. And if they win those two games, they're sitting in a semi-final probably going up against the winners of Spain and Croatia. And you don't even know if Spain can definitely beat Croatia today because they play very similar styles. And um, Croatia are a really good underdog there. Um, and they're, they're at the moment, they're 
um, sitting at six to one to make the semi-finals. They play similar stars, but it seems like Croatia are playing it better at the moment. Yeah, Spain didn't look great against Iran. They looked, they actually looked better against Portugal in a draw. Um, England, just just a quick one, haven't lost against uh, CONCAF nations in, in, in the World Cup. Not that that means anything, because it's just Costa Rica and US that they've played. Um, I mean, they've only had one defeat ever, and that was against USA in, 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 19, in 1950. So, um, yeah, but that, that, I mean, it doesn't mean anything because those nations have never been outstanding at all, but it's just a stat that I picked up. And it was hard to find any stats, really, for, for this game. But, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think this you don't really need to find much. This is relatively straightforward. Um, moving on to the next game. I, lo- I like this game from a betting perspective. I think <clears throat> I think Senegal have always been rated, um, or you know, as, as a team that could, you know, kind of like deliver um, in one of these tournaments. They've had a lot of kind of players that have come through, a lot of key players, a lot of Premiership players, big, big kind of like you know, French league players, whatever it is, and they've never really done it. It could be the year they take it to the next level. They did look good in the first game. Um, I've got here, well, my bet. It is 2-1 Senegal uh, because it's been a popular result in the first round of games. That's a, that's a result they both won in. So, obviously, you can see them conceding goals and you can see them scoring goals. I think Senegal will have the edge. I think Japan will have confidence, even if not the quality to win, um, which is probably going to you know, uh, push them through to at least create some chances, which uh, I think they will be able to convert. It's not the it's not a best result. You could, you know, you might take, a, might even take a Senegal to win both teams to score type bet uh, but yeah I, I see goals in it um, I don't see it being an under two and a half uh, game uh, like some of the rest of them I see it being a bit more exciting than that and I see both teams coming out with kind of everything to gain and nothing really to lose because they're probably you know they're to go into the last game so with three points on the board regardless put you in a position where you can go through so you know I think they'll both kind of come out all guns blazing yeah, I like Senegal on both teams to score here at five to one. I think that's a really good bet. Um, I like the the over two and a half goals is six to four in this game. But I, I like the over two goals on the Asian handicap. What that and that's that's coming in at uh, point at one point nine. What that means is that if there's if there is two goals, you'll get a refund. But if there's more than two goals, you'll you'll win on that as well. So that's basically even money at that. Um, Definitely on, definitely on for that. I like a little bit of money on Senegal on both teams to score at five to one, and I definitely like Senegal to win this game. There's a lot I liked about this game. A lot of stats that I looked into going into this game that, that didn't match how the bookies saw it as a low-scoring game. I can understand that for Nigeria, Iceland. I can understand it for Serbia, Switzerland, but I'm not too sure about this one. I think that both teams coming off wins give them give them a lot of freedom and there's not going to be too much fear here and in any kind of open game Senegal are much better with the players that they've got um, and last one Poland against Colombia Poland 12 to 5 Colombia 5 to 4 5 to 2 to draw um, yeah I think uh, you know it's, it's, it's basically like the complete opposite of the game we've just discussed obviously now these two both of these teams coming up a loss they're playing to stay in it so I think they could actually be very similar games in the respect that you know they're going to come out again all guns blazing to get something out of this but whereas they're going to do it from the you know the, the previous game they're going to do it from the sake of you know it doesn't doesn't kind of matter if they win or lose these guys are both going to be playing for the win Poland and Colombia need a win to go into the last game with with something I know obviously a point can 
potentially do something for them or at least give them a chance. But the reality of it is, you know, they, they, they're not in a position where they're going to be playing for a point uh, because, you know, if they get the win, then basically fundamentally they're putting the other team out, aren't they? So, I mean, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be an exciting game. I've got, I think Colombia have got the edge. Um, I just don't know. Obviously, they've got the quality. Poland have got the, the quality in the team to be able to score goals as of Colombia. Um I, I, I just, I just don't, I don't know what kind of, yeah, I, I, I don't know what what Poland's going to come out. I don't know what Colombia is going to come out. If it's if they're gonna, if it's going to be the, the the potentially brilliant teams, or if they're just going to be, you know, kind of what they did in the first round. I think Colombia had the edge because we didn't, we saw a team with a bit of heart, you know, playing with ten men for eighty seven minutes. I think Poland were generally disappointing, and I think they could be again. I think that um, Colombia may end up benefiting from the fact that Senegal may win two games and uh, we won't see a full Senegal team at the end. And I I do always look out for stuff like this, uh, whereas Poland will still need to play Japan. And I can see Poland and Japan going into this game with uh, Japan on three points and Poland on one point because I think this game could be a draw. Um, whereas that would allow Colombia then the opportunity to, to try to try and qualify uh, off the back of um, off the back of beating a, a weakened Senegal team with rested players. Um, I think both teams will score in this game. Though I saw I saw nothing in their defences to warrant that they're going to end up keeping a clean sheet. Um, the, the goals that Senegal scored against Poland were were terrible, and um, and Colombia seemed to be in control of that game even though they had ten men and then conceded off a set piece as well. And even that calamitous way they gave away the penalty after three minutes, they were just all over the place. They, yeah, the game was ruined after three minutes with the penalty, but what was the defending that allowed them to do that? Because the ball was going in before it was handled. So they would have been one nil down anyway. So both of them are really bad at defending and to get both teams to score at even money, um, that's going to be what I take for, for this game because I'm not too sure what way it will go. But I do think that there's... I have a slight lean towards Colombia still qualifying just because I think Senegal are going to beat Japan and and rest players into that final game. And that's going to be to the benefit of Colombia. Okay. Um, What do you have here for um, your lock dog parlay this week? Did you, did you manage to do anything for that? Um, Well, off the back of it, I've got, I've got England, Belgium, Germany as my parlay. Um, Yeah. So that's, uh, I think I think is a bit of a no-brainer. Obviously, it depends heavily on Germany. I know you're picking you're picking just a one-nil, but I mean they're going to win. So I think I think that as a treble is uh, definite on. Um, I like the um, Serbia Switzerland booking points bet. Yeah, um, I'm quite into that. I think it's different, and I think obviously from what we normally kind of back. But it's something that just stood out to me based on the players in the in, in the teams. You know, Serbia an aggressive side, and then you've got people like Xhaka that are just you know loose cannons, really. Um, that are going to get booked at any point, especially if the game turns fierce, and which I think it will do because they're both playing for the win. Um, and then I've made a note of the Japan Senegal. Senegal, both teams to score. Uh, I do like that bet. Um, I don't know where that falls within what we want. So what have I given you? I've given you a parlay. I've given you 
Um, lock. I haven't given you a lock. I don't know if the Serbia Swiss is a lock or if that's an edge. Yeah, no, I think I would make that my lock. I'm quite confident that's going to happen with the with the line being so low. You said it's three point five, didn't you? Cards. Yeah, four yellow cards wins it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, th- I, th- I think I think that I would make that my lock because I think that line's really low in terms of uh, yeah where they've set that's even money right ten to eleven so ish. Yeah, ten to eleven that passes as that passes as easily. You can have that as a lock. Uh, any underdog? Um, I think let's have a quick flick through these. Uh, I can do my stuff while you're looking. Yeah, please go on. Yeah, so I, I've gone more simplistic with my with my parlay. I've just gone Brazil, Belgium, England, very straightforward. Uh, just over even money for that one. Uh, my lock. Um, I wasn't sure what one to go. I would go with. I could go with either uh, Brazil to nil or England to nil. Um, I'm going to go with Brazil to nil. Like I can't see Costa Rica scoring, but. Definitely, take, definitely make sure you have some action on the England bet to nil as well, um, because I think that cashes. And for a um, for a dog, I don't really think any of the underdogs here are majorly standing out to me. Um, so I'm going to go for a draw in the Serbia Switzerland game. I think that gets played out as a draw. Yeah, I think I think I'd had that. I think I'd had 1-0 Switzerland, possibly a draw. Um I think uh I think you kind of sold me a bit on the Poland Colombia draw. Um yeah, because as you said, like yeah, I think the defenders are weak. I think there's goals um in it. But I mean there's no there's nothing really, so just looking through that kind of sticks out at me. Um without contradicting one of my other predictions, really, because obviously I'm on, the, I'm on the fence with a couple of results, like South Korea, Mexico, for example. You know, I could very easily see a draw there, but I just think, I think you're right. I think, I think you know, I've, I've got Mexico plus one really in my head because I think they are going to edge it. I've got, a, you know, more so than South Korea would. So I haven't really got an, I haven't really got an underdog bet this week that I would, I would say, you know. Um, but but what, what odds for you constitute something to be an underdog? Is it... Is it big money or, you know... Oh, just, any, which, just anything over even money. Yeah, so in which case, you know, the Senegal, both teams to score, is kind of like, it's kind of that bet for me. It's the one where I'll have a little, I'll have, I'll have a little double on it, but I mean, it's, it, if it misses, it's not going to be a great shock. Yeah, I didn't give out both teams to score. I gave Senegal to win and both teams to score. So is that the way? Yeah, sorry, that's, that, that's what I've got. Yeah, Senegal yeah, to well, win. That, both that's, teams. that definitely qualifies. That's a massive five to one. That one. So so that yeah. that hundred percent qualifies. Um, yeah, I mean, so we have to give picks out on everything, but I just want to reiterate what my strong plays are. Uh, they're Brazil to nil. They're um, Shiraz's play there on the, the the bookings for Serbia and Switzerland over three and a half. That's become a play that I'm going to bet. Um, Belgium to nil, England to nil, um, Senegal to win uh, over two goals on the Asian handicap, and Germany Sweden under two and a half goals. I'm just certain about how this game's going to play out. It's going to be ten man behind the ball. Come and beat us. Italy couldn't do it. Can you do it? I think Germany are slightly better than Italy and they will do it, but I'm not expecting them to do it in the first hour of the game. I just have a real sort of visualisation of how that one's going to go. And I, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm, I've been okay so far on this show. So uh, my record's currently sitting at 21 and 9. So stick with me for for this week. And uh, 
and let's see how we go after the weekend after these massive nine games we get them all we get them all wrong I'm dropping all the way down to 21 and 19 so so there you go um, I, I've been Billy he's been Shiraz Baziko you can follow me on Twitter at Dirty Sheets Pod uh, I don't use it too much but that's where I am uh, follow the guys at Gambling Podcast this is this is on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network it's a completely different Twitter that is at SGPN Network that's at SGPN Network and Shiraz is on Twitter but he doesn't really use it at Wembley Tavern so that's his bar but he doesn't really tweet about the football but at Wembley Tavern if you want to give him a follow alright guys thanks for listening I'll be back again at the end of the weekend with another edition of World Cup 247 good luck with your bets 